welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome back to another week of the Lost at Home podcast. My name is Scott. Mammy and mammy. That was Jeremiah. He's uh, suffering from a rare affliction. It's a disease that whether you consider it real or fake, he definitely suffers from. Uh, later in the show, we're actually going to play a game with Jer about real and fake diseases where uh, we'll see if he can get through his own to figure out which of the ones I'm giving him are real and fake. Very good. I'm actually uh, uh, very glad that you sort of uh, covered for me on that random little uh, thing. I didn't know we were going to hit record. Uh, You did well masturbating and um, the end result was that bit of comic gold. Yeah, unfortunately, like, uh, as you this is the way it went. Uh, Hit record, I was masturbating, was not expecting to um, rejaculate. Uh, I said rejaculate because uh, I had done so. That's what happens when a man has a double orgasm. Tantric? They, like they, like they, Sting style? Wasn't yeah. it Sting who did that? I think Sting used to. Or was uh, it Prince? I think Sting used to fuck for like 19 hours and have 19 Sting. and have hundreds of orgasms. Yeah. Hundreds. Yeah. I mean, we might be blowing that out of proportion, but he's motherfucking Sting, so you can do that. Yeah. You know what else you can do? You can help sponsor our show. We're going to do a quick little uh, shout out here to our two sponsors. We have a brand new one this week. And then later in the show, look forward to a couple of ads. But trust us, they're not boring ads. We made them ourselves. They're kind of fun. But um, what we have are the uh, the Bandbox. The Bandbox has been our long-term sponsor. Uh, we love them. They create a subscription box that comes out monthly that does not include the normal swag you would get with other subscription boxes, such as Funko Pops, T-shirts, and toys you could buy off the shelf. The kind of things you can just get off Walmart's clearance aisle. These are actual Hollywood replicas, autographed items, and original pieces of art, the kind of things that you would geek out at if you saw it at a con, and would definitely buy for your home with your precious con money. But instead of going to a Comic-Con like New York Comic-Con, which just happened this past weekend, you can get this subscription box through our website, lostatomepodcast.com. Click on the banner link for Bambox and you'll be sent straight to their site. By doing all of that weird work around, you make us a little bit of money. And if you use offer code LAH10, you get 10% off your order. And that's our way of saying thank you for clicking on a link on a different site than the one we told you to go to. Absolutely. <sighs> now that I've taken a breath, our second sponsor is Horror Decor. Uh, Horror Decor can be found at horrordecor.net or also at the link on our website, lostonepodcast.com. And what they make is household items such as potholders, candles, pillows, uh, flags, posters, anything you would possibly want for your home, but completely horror-oriented. Uh, ourselves here at the show are pretty fond of their candles. Uh, they have an ecto cooler scented candle and a uh, what is it? Wild Bill's scent of it puts the lotion on, I believe. And it's a it's from, a lo- from it's Silence of the Lambs. Essentially, lotion scent uh, scented. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we also really like the uh, the Ouija board, which they call the uh, talking board pillow and the VHS tape pillow, as well as uh, they have pot holders that have uh, Welcome to Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, just just go to their site. It is amazing. It is horrordecor.net. 
and uh, tell them we sent you. Yeah, and we, we got uh, some we got some little adverts coming up later in the show to to better describe some of those services. Although you did a hell of a job right there, um, but I you know I, I'd say uh, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's listing things. Yay! That's some, right. <laughs> <laughs> Want to hear more things I'm good at? <laughs> oh god! I have a list. All your lists aside and everything, uh, I'd say just roll right into uh, some updates. Is that yeah. what we're going to start with? We're going to do like updates. Some, some updates, and it, once again for the multiple week in a row this would be actually the third because a couple of weeks ago we started chatting up uh all about the clowns we sound sightings about clowns and uh and now everybody's talking about the clowns not saying we started it uh, oh, jesus there that music again fuck is this happening just in my head scott can you hear that music i i was actually making it with my own mouth oh that's okay okay good uh because i was getting freaked out there because i've been seeing a lot of clowns lately and they've been all making that same song from a famous uh, one so. we, we we did the clown map last week which yeah. you can find on our it's like 103 website. pins or something like that on it now. it's <laughs> insane and two of them are actually in vermont we have one in st albans mm-hmm. and uh one in williston and vermont. actually uh the, the vermont the vermont two. sighting uh with the one banging on the window or something like that actually made somebody's recent like top the top like five of the most recent clown sightings so somebody else had had done a list essentially like uh, ours just today i think earlier today um had kind of put a little bit of a timeline together and but like a very short one we actually we've got i think the best comprehensive coverage of the clowns that's what i've seen on the internet so far i've looked at other comprehensive maps and actually uh it was agreed upon by the nerdpocalypse uh website and podcast um they liked our clown map so much that if you listen to the nerdpocalypse podcast which by the way is the best geek podcast about like superheroes comics uh movies etc we had a buff uh, uh a beef with them for a while but we we, uh, we we got past that but uh they uh they actually on their last episode that came out this past friday if you are someone who listens to the nerd apocalypse or would like to check it out this is kind of a shameless uh plug for them uh they talked about our map and they much enjoyed it and uh they shared it out on their site as well so um yeah from the research i've done our map is the most comprehensive and is the best. We put a lot of time. It into is it. just the best. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna Donald Trump this. It's it is the it, best. It's, it's the greatest. I'm gonna grab his pussy. <laughs> I'm gonna grab that map. Gotta grab pussy. that map's pussy and put put a clown on that map's pussy and then grab the clown's map's pussy. Oh, that's <laughs> Donald. You crazy, crazy coot. Oh, I'm glad it's not a political show. I watched the debate last night. I have so many things to say. Oh, but, God, yeah. But, was, I mean, it's hilarious. It's only entertainment. I called it political porn at this point because at this point, like, I, I was – at first I was like, I didn't care. I went to a show, Still Corners, by the way, is a really great band. It's a great band. Uh, <laughs> great band uh, that played at the Showcase Lounge at, at Higher Ground. If people out, out there have not heard Still Corners and you like some of this kind of like I haven't. Uh, dark – and, uh, it was a really sparsely attended show. There were like 20 people there, including me. Why didn't you invite me? Uh, well, it was a Sunday night. And I know you're... Yeah, uh, never yeah. mind. Yep. I'm, I actually had, I, I'm at church I, on I Sunday actually, night. I, I had actually <laughs> thought about it. And uh, because uh, Dan Barlow uh, had told me about them ages ago. Did he go? I would like the, yeah, so I, I went up with Dan. Nice. Yeah, I pushed your friend from you. I'm sorry about <laughs> that. But I knew you were working. I know what your nights are like. Dude, that just uh, gave my dick a night off. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Barlow can huff a mean one, dude. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I uh, say so yeah, we went up there. Still Corners is awesome. But uh, I was actually at first like, a little bit bummed. 
bummed. I'm like, oh, I'd like to watch the debate. I'm like, why? I'm not going to fucking learn anything from this debate. It's literally not like it is anybody watching the debate at this point. First of all, if you're an undecided voter that thinks you need to watch the debate, I know we're not a political podcast, but fucking I'm getting political now. <laughs> I uh, just want to talk about clowns. It's, it's our, it, well, we are. Donald Trump is the biggest clown. Boom. Rolled it back. Now let me talk. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, a... <laughs> The, what, what I was going to get at it is just like at this point, if you're an undecided voter, you're a fucking idiot. There's no way you can not really know. I mean, yeah. it's one thing if you don't want to vote for either I one of them. I was going to say, I, it's, I, I think if you're an you, abstinence voter, yes, yeah, that, fine. That is fine because that is saying I, I, I know enough currently. about both of them to know that I don't like either of them. That's one thing. But to actually be like, I don't know if I like Donald Trump's policies or hers. They're fucking so dichotomous. It's oh, like, yeah. yeah. No, you'd, you'd be an idiot to pick one over the other. But to abstinence vote is logical in this political climate. Yeah, They're yeah. both turds. Yeah, and, and so I can understand that uh, that point of view. So I, when I was like, oh, I want to watch it, I'm like, I want to watch it like political. I want to watch it. You know, uh, people right now are turning our show off. Yeah, no, well, we said the F word. So they, they're like, oh, okay, I'll give them a shot. But uh, anyway, so uh, Still Corners is great, but also clowns. So some something about clowns. Yeah, and to keep the controversy going in case you're someone who disagreed with anything we just said, but is still listening, uh, Clown Lives Matter yes. uh, is now a rally. Um, I guess it was nothing before that, but it's definitely a rally. Well, we, we started a, a on our clown episode, I believe we just briefly touched at the very end because we were running out of time because we had so many clowns to go over. Um, and uh, at the end, we had briefly touched on who the real victims were, which just at that point was like a small group of clowns that were like, hey, the, you know, this is a problem because we actually have jobs to do. And people now think we're a part of this sect of creepy clown, just but we're really real clowns. So now they have to call police to, before they can get escorted to places and stuff. So now, actually, it's become such an issue with clowns that they've banded together or at least somebody – uh, and these are not the spooky clowns. These, no, these are, these the real, are legitimate yeah. uh, card-carrying members of the clown labor union, yes. if that even exists. But just to give you an idea, like they're they're the that would be the... Clue. That's kind of cool, actually. CLU, Clown Labor Union. Wow, that actually I would like be. That. Yeah, Clue. That's good. Y- clowns, feel free to use that. Just credit us. Yeah, but just don't you know come they, near me. You know they won't because they're clowns. Yeah, yeah. dirty rotten, <laughs> dirty clowns. rotten shit clowns. <laughs> Those fucking shit clowns. <laughs> so, yeah, what they're doing is they're trying to do a march. Uh, they're trying to organize a group of clowns, and these are legit birthday clowns, event clowns, uh, office party clowns, uh, bal- balloonogram. You, you know, like, like your mom just died. Here's a balloonogram. <laughs> Here's a balloon. Not even yeah. a balloonogram. Here's a balloon. Your mom just died. Squeak. That's a honk. Honk. But- where is this uh, rally happening? Arizona, I believe. No, if you'd like to attend this, uh, I would love to say there's a website we could shout out and send you to, but our research didn't go that far. What our research <laughs> found was a stopping point when we realized that there's actually a lot of people that think that Clown Lives Matter is infringing upon the Black Lives Matter banner, if you will. Well, it's it's clearly... You, it's not like they just came up with it separately. It's clearly used to probably... We made ours first! Yeah. Honk, honk. <laughs> Take us seriously, honk. <laughs> Why do you keep saying honk? I lost my horn. <laughs> Someone said, got your nose. <laughs> and I never got it back. Well, here's the thing is... um. Uh, I mean, I understand why people would think that clown lives matter by saying that is tasteless, but I also understand their use of it is to probably... 
carry on through the momentum of Black Lives Matter to get people to uh, probably actually get like angered up about this and be like, oh my god, and then it gets more media attention because of it, and then clown lives really do matter. It's another small. It's a small group of people who want some form of uh, notice and uh, protection because a birthday clown walking home from a late evening birthday party at this point could get jumped. Yeah, legitimately. How many? How many uh, I guess I don't really know the the birthday party like dynamic or thing. I think are, most are children like nine p.m. <laughs> post midnight. Yeah, like wearing a fucking Gacy mask like at nine p.m. holding a knife, just be like, "I'm coming from a children's party. I carved those fucking children right up. I did." No, but oh, we, snuggles we, the clown. We've learned from the Purge movies that sometimes you can get stuck in a bad situation without any like means of fixing that. I learned. I learned most of my things from Purge movies. That's how I've taught my children that's how i met my girlfriend <coughs> through a purge we were murdering a clown on the street now, it was romantic our eyes met over the gushing blood of the honking of horns as she stabbed him multiple times in the abdomen he said oh this doesn't tickle at all and i said shut your mouth clown you dirty garbage clown that's what I said. Because you know no, what? No, Here's no, the no. thing. Dirt, clown shit lives, clowns. Clown, shit clowns. Well, oh, no. He wasn't a shit clown. He's just a dirty garbage clown. <laughs> uh, clown lives don't matter. I'm going to go on the record and say that. Yeah. Um, Shoot them if you see them. Fuck them. A lot uh, of... Lost Home Podcast does not actually condone shooting clowns. But some people do condone uh, beating up clowns. And that's what I was trying to lead <laughs> into. My, my segue has been like hard-pressed with a lot of stifled arm-waving in the podcast studio. You, you've been pushing through this one pretty pretty good, and I, I gotta say, kudos on you. You almost actually uh, steered me in the direction to help you with your segue. Almost, almost made it into the story. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got a story. Yeah, um, this comes out of Australia. There's actually a uh, YouTube video up right now of a clown getting beaten up, and it's... You, you'd immediately be like, God damn it, people are shitty. Um... To be honest, this is in the middle of the night. The people driving the truck are a bunch of drunk people, apparently, from the way they're talking. Maybe that's just what Australians sound like. We'd have to get Bruce Bruce in here to break that one up. Yeah, I think so. But uh, what they end up driving past is a clown in a very menacing mask wearing, uh, holding a baseball bat, walking at night through a suburban neighborhood. And what they do is they pull around, drive back. One guy jumps out of the truck. And the, the clown, actually, when he sees the guy walk out of menacingly, drops the bat. And, like, looks like he's about to put his hands up, and the guy just wails on him. Oh. And I don't know that I feel bad for him. You're walking <laughs> through a residential neighborhood with a baseball bat and a clown costume. Yeah, those you things look oh. like you're about to start some shit. Why? Um, yeah, come on, man. Put the baseball bat <coughs> away, you know? Just, like, don't... You, we're in a we're in a tumultuous time right now with with clowns and such, man. You got to know, like walking around with a baseball. I'm sh- I'm assuming it had nails in it. I, you know, you couldn't tell from the YouTube video. It was shitty and it was at dark, and I don't know. Yeah, I, it's one of those shit clown videos. It was a, it was a shit clown video. Um, what we're basically trying to tell you is that if you are dressed up as a clown, like the uh, the scare that I think we reported on a couple weeks ago about the guy getting shot in the head, who was a clown. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, which ended up being fake. That, that was a that false one, right? Yeah, okay. Um, this is legitimately the second clown to be beaten up in real life that has been proven in the last week. Yeah, compared to only like 150 black guys shot from cops in like the last week. Uh, clown Lives Matter, it totally uh, makes sense, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I can see why some people would be upset about uh, uh, abusing that. So You know, in the grand discussion of what really matters, I think what matters is keeping the lights on at the lost at home. home. Yeah, I think so. Wait, wait, the so. lost at home 
home. The home, the lost at home, home. Yeah, lost at home, home. I never actually thought of using that as that kind of a term, but but to keep the lights on here at the studio and to keep us in hard drives, we need to uh, shout out our sponsor one more time. Uh, this is an ad we have for Horror Decor. Uh, give it a listen and make sure to go to their website and buy some amazing stuff for this Halloween. It helps support the show and it helps support a very good cause. This is a uh, this isn't like products out of China or Japan or Croatia. Um, these are products that are handmade and are made in the USA. <laughs> oh, all- fuck <laughs> Croatia. You hear us, Croatia? Are you listening? Yeah. Are you listening? If you're looking to scale up some new items for your crypt that'll make all your friends say, who did you kill to get that? Then Horror Decor is the place to be. If you go to horrordecor.net, you'll just die at the selection of amazing items for sale, such as pillow shaped like an ancient VHS tape, the kind of kill I hear, as well as scented candles featuring Buffalo Bill's scent of skin lotion, and retro flags from Crystal Lake, the Overlook Hotel, and Springwood. If these items are tickling your bones, if you're bleeding in anticipation, go to horrordecor.net and make a purchase today. You won't be sorry. Awesome sauce. Very cool with the, with the horror decor. I had actually not heard of them before you sent me off uh, the, the good news that they were a new sponsor of ours. So I'm really excited to check out some of their merch and all that good stuff. Super happy to have the Crypt Keeper as uh, a voiceover for that ad. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, a bit, he's been a bit busy. He's busy this time of the year, actually. The best time to get him is April. Yeah, I hear. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah. Now uh, we're gonna move into web droppings. Uh, This week we're gonna do a spooky edition of it. Uh, If I hadn't said spooky, it might actually sound cool. But we're gonna do (laughs) 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 we're gonna do spider web droppings. Now, I'm hoping our normal web droppings was there, but just with, like, wolf howls something happened, and yeah. lightning cracks. Yeah, yeah, something Something, so, something great. Something and and if it cool. didn't, just think about how great it yeah, would have been. If we had, if we had just spent a couple extra minutes and put a fucking wolf howl behind that. Now, I was doing research for the show this week, and this I won't even tell you what I was doing research for. I'm just going to tell you I stumbled upon probably the best website for the month of October that I have found so far. Uh, this is something I had no idea existed. It just came out of the blue, and uh, I can't bury lead anymore. Don't. Diedinhouse.com. First of all, kudos on y'all for getting that uh, that, that uh, domain name. That is that's a great domain that's a name. good domain name. Kind of... Um, the interesting thing is, like, I actually checked into this. Uh, Diedinhouse.com is, uh, from what I understand, is a service where you can type in your address, pay twelve bucks, or you could actually spend uh, more for like a like a monthly service, something like that. Kind of like ancestry. Why would you need a monthly service unless you're an actual realtor, though? Like, yeah, that's, I mean, really, it would be like you just keep checking yeah. on that neighbor house that has the drapes down all the time. Like anyone died today? Yeah. <laughs> I think anyone died today. I feel like you maybe, or just like literally, that's how you find serial killers. They want to know if like their database has been updated with their new murder. Yeah, they're just like, have I been noticed at one forty nine? It's um, like checking your Instagram for likes. Yeah. <laughs> One <laughs> guy, this the way they catch him is through diedinhouse.com. So this is where you can uh, supposedly uh, you 
You type in your address. Dress, you get like a list of everybody pretty much who's who, lived in your house. And who and died. Then, and then who has died in your house. Uh, there have been mixed things as far as uh, ratings on the like uh, the business websites and whatever that rate these things about the accuracy of the actual information about who has died in your home, which is actually their entire service. But apparently it's really good at least of telling you everybody, not just the homeowners uh, who have has lived in who have lived in your home. So, um, and in some cases it's pretty accurate with some uh, information as well. But. And my God, this this isn't just who died in your house. Each died inhouse.com report includes, and my God, the way we're about to talk about them, they should be a sponsor this week. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. Deaths that occurred at the address, whether by murder, suicide, accidental, or natural. Meth activity, including labs, dump sites, or chemical and glassware in quotes, which I'm kind of curious about myself, of fire-related incidences, like just, you know, the house burned down once and you're now Spontaneous in Spontaneous combustion, one. yeah. Uh, names, of associ- names associated with the address, basically like a back lookup of whoever used to rent or own. Yeah, Jonathan uh, uh, Wayne Gacy, for yep. instance. This goes uh, as far as to also include sex offenders. Uh, it includes neighborhood information as to, like, the community the house is included within, whether it's a decent one, bad one, schools, churches, uh, anything that might matter to you, uh, as well as property information, which I'm assuming includes older selling prices, refurbs, uh, previous uh, estimates on uh, repairs, etc., and a flood map to show whether you are in danger of being within a flood zone. So it sounds like uh, like a lot of the information is actually kind of isn't that bad for like realtors and stuff like that or or if you're looking to buy a house not just to say uh, the dining house thing seems almost like this one tiny component to what they do and just so absolutely but it's still the most interesting component because a lot of homes we live in the northeast we're in vermont um if you live in a home in Vermont that wasn't built within the last several years, you're probably living in a home that was built a long time ago and that has gone through several families. And that includes apartments, which are often subdivided, originally large homes, uh, something like a manor almost that would have had one large family of twelve kids. Because there's like a man, there's like a, a contraceptives back yeah, then. There's like a mansion uh, in Montpelier that they've split up for rent to like four different apartment complexes. Mm-hmm. That was is very cool. That's kind of like you can see from. Uh, our place, like it's yep. sort of a, the corner a, there. A lot yeah. of the downtown apartments in the city of Montpelier, which is the capital of Vermont, for anyone who's further away than, say, the tri-state area, um, there are a lot in the capital of Vermont mansions that are just broken up into apartments. Yep. It's uh, it's rather weird to, to go home and walk between the giant pillars in front of your three-story house with back decks and y- yards yeah. and by the black de- the <laughs> black the back deck I was gonna say uh, could all be could, that was a Freudian slip here because I was gonna say could also be referred to as the slave deck because I think that's where they, they let the slaves enter even though we're in the Northeast at one point we did have slaves we just decided very we briefly to, very we just briefly. we just decided we want to get rid of them first uh, just so people don't think we're uh, we are sponsored by these folks without saying we are. I also want to give, there's a free alternative that's more open source style called housecreep.com. And that one's pretty much more about uh, like the the death in house component. Um, but that one actually is a database where you submit information about the house. And there's like 20,000 properties, 6,000 active members, housecreep.com, absolutely free. So if you're actually looking for something similar to this, but don't want to spend the 12 bucks, this is not necessarily, uh, we're not trying to like put out for this uh, it's it just a kind of a cool little creepy component i kind of want to know who has died uh in places sure 
Um, you know who would <laughs> also like to, to know who died in places? Is this a segue? The Supreme Court of New York State. Okay. Um, there is only one house in the entire United States. Oh, that yeah. That has one, had yeah. the literal legal term haunted applied to it. It is the only legally haunted home in the United States. And this is in upstate New York in Nyack. Um, this house has a history that dates back to the 1960s. And the house has changed hands a couple times. And what ended up happening was at one point, uh, a person bought the house, this is semi-recently, who put down $32,000 to uh, hold the house, essentially. That was their uh, their, uh, their their initial down payment for the mm-hmm. home. Yep, yep. And what they weren't told about, because they didn't use... Uh, Diedinhouse.com or housecreep.com. They, they found out after that the house has a history of hauntings and uh, deaths. And what they wanted to do was basically get back their $32,000... And the New York Supreme Court, uh, I believe, and I'm skewering through the story, I'm skewering our bit here because I'm actually a miss for part of the details. Um, So what they had done is put $32,000 on a house that cost $650,000. Yeah, okay. Um, After that, uh, the husband and wife moved in, the wife being pregnant, and they had found out that it was haunted. So they immediately brought it to the Supreme Court. Uh, the Supreme Court essentially did a like a buyer's beware kind of uh, deal where they where they akined the haunting to like a leaky roof that you were very aware of when you first walked through the apartment or mice that you said you know are now a problem but you saw running under your feet when you looked at it. It's like shit happens. Like yeah, buyer, yeah. buyer's beware got, is a very a, broad a, term. We've got a bleeding light switch in my uh, current. You, you actually have a bleeding light switch in your current house. Yes. Which, but it was me, shown to me. Uh, yeah, it was buyers beware right off the bat. Hey, there's a bleeding light switch. Not going to cause a lot of problems. Sometimes Satan comes out and fucks you in the asshole. But and I was like, oh, uh, so I, I thought maybe they were going to raise my rent because I'm like, oh, I get a Satan fuck out of this. And uh, turns out, uh, no Satan fucks yet. It's a bleeding light switch. That's that's on the good side, I guess. Satan no bleeding. Fucks, Satan fucks suck. Yeah, he's got a barbed dick. Satan he's got a barbed gar- Satan barbed fuck penis. Suck. Satan fucks suck. <laughs> um, okay, but to back oh, yeah, up yeah, just yeah, we a back hair. We were talking about um, something really important. Not only was the case like thrown out and they were forced to basically stay there and pay the $32,000 like they had, buyers beware, etc. The house is now considered legally haunted and this is in the actual Supreme Court's uh, judgment. It's in the language of the judgment. So it's considered a legally haunted house at this point. But why is it even considered haunted is that the family that lived there before them had many, 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 many instances of hauntings. Uh, They heard whispers in the night, doors closing. Uh, Someone said they said, uh, let's see, suddenly, this is a quote, suddenly the edge of the bed by my midsection depressed down and I felt something lean against me. I literally went stone stiff. I was speechless and could hardly move. I was able to twist my neck about to see a womanly figure in a soft dress through the moonlight in the bay windows. It felt like she was looking straight at me. After about a minute, the presence got up and walked back out of the room. Uh, There are also instances of doors opening and closing, creaking steps, uh, voices, you know, pretty typical haunting type stuff. I wonder who this judge was. Who listened to all of this and like sounds reasonable? Yeah. I just Haunted imagine house. Yeah. Clung. like oh good we 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 drew uh, Judge Shaggy and Ruby Ruby do so uh, they they love uh, they they believe anything that fucking comes out of this oh hauntings of course like yeah definitely haunted man 
Now, regardless whether you believe in ghosts or believe the judges were out of line with that story and perhaps this house isn't haunted at all and it's some, simply somebody being superstitious. Sounds haunted fact. May, maybe they found dry rot in the walls or something and we're just like, God fucking damn it, we need to get out of this house. The yeah, pipes just, are rusting. Like, so they, just, wait, so they went with, on ghosts. So they went with ghosts instead of actually <laughs> pointing to the rusting pipes at the dry rot? <laughs> 19 <laughs> real problems and they're like, yeah, ghosts. Yeah. Hey, they'll never believe about the, the rusty pipes. Let's just call it a uh, ghost, right? Yeah, a ghost. We're going to move into a story that's also a bit of a, a, a bit of weirdness, and this fits into the Halloween month perfectly. And, and this, um, is, this is the haunted forest, and it's not haunted. It's what people think might have been an old, like, haunted forest Halloween prank type thing. This is now, New York as well, actually. This is yeah. also New York, yeah. and this might be something that was recently discovered. Oh, I got a friend on Long was, Island. I should check that out. That yeah. was done, like, just for laughs between friends, but now is creating an internet uproar. Uh, millions and millions of hits on the video, by the way, that's on YouTube uh, showing this forest. And it's a forest of missing persons pictures. Yeah. Uh, in laminate, like, uh, trifold boulder, uh, not boulder, uh, uh, folder type sleeves. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the yeah, like the cover. ones where you put in, like, three ring binders. That you yeah, put, like, three little, ring binder. Yeah. That's so you put those little, uh, like, sheets for, like, presentations and, like, old school yeah. before PowerPoint. Yeah. It's missing persons posters, like, you know. Like a uh, collected, like, Collected group of, group of them this one from, from all like, over the country. Orlando, Florida is the one in the picture I'm looking at now, which is from, like, 2006, Orlando, Florida, so... These people, like somebody had been collecting these posters and putting up on random trees, almost as if they were on like a telephone pole or something in like a city, actually trying to you know find this. But person. it's but one it like grouping of woods, yeah. and they're just they're just sorts. nailed to these trees in this one grouping of woods, and no one has come forward to claim responsibility for who posted these, nor does anyone know exactly why they're there. It's kind of an interesting, but it's like, creepy as hell. Yeah, because like it's just. The, the mystery of not knowing why somebody did it or what, because you can't necessarily think of a clear motive other than, like, because it's not, I mean, unless somebody knew all these people you know, or it's a collecting kind of thing them. That, it's the kind of thing if I had thought of it first, I would have done it just to be weird. I would have just well, walked yeah, like, a almost mile like an art out project into the or woods. Something. It's like a horror art project yep. and hope that somebody stumbles across it someday because you knew the reason, because if you're doing something just to be weird and there's no other motive behind it, it's going to be hard for other people to connect the motive because everybody's going to psychologically try to connect something to it. Like, why this crazy person do it? And they're going to create a whole story and legacy out of this one little thing when you were just like, let's be weird and do this. So you can actually create, the, let the people create the story out of it. Yeah, some people think that it had something to do with the Blair Witch movie, the, re the not the remake, but the sequel that just came out this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And I guess it it's near-ish, meaning... New York has a lot of woods, so it's in the woods of New York where yeah. Blair Witch is Blair also Witch, yep. set. Um, some other people thought it might have been a prank. Uh, there is a small number of people online who are disgusted by this and kind of angry that anyone would use missing persons because these are these are legit missing persons. These are people that people care about. I've actually, you know, missing. looked at the like if there's a, an exhaustive list of the posters that were here, but like of whether these pe people remained missing or were ever found. I mean. Um, because it is a little, you know, distasteful in that regard. It is. And it, one person's distaste is another person's art project. You're never yeah, going to yeah, make everyone happy. And as much as I can feel for the families of these missing peoples, if I had a missing uh, sibling, parent, child, that uh, their picture was on these trees, I think I would have mixed feelings about it. But I, I honestly, personally, don't think I would get too upset. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think the person is causing any kind of, like, no, uh, real No, they're not hurting anything. anyone. And if was, anything, they're there was, raising awareness. And there was definitely no, like, intention for, for harm for those specific families. Or, well, we don't know that for sure. We could find out the person that did this was actually, like, the way it would go in a, in a, in a movie is it turns out this person, all these 
these missing persons were connected, and they find out through this weird shrine that this serial killer has in in New York. Well, but. the missing girl in Orlando, if nothing else, her picture's now back in the press, like hot and heavy. Like you can't go anywhere without looking at this story and seeing her picture. Yeah. So kudos to the artist if that's what he's trying to do is get these people's names and photos out again. Because if this art project angers a few people but even saves one, that's a win. And even if it doesn't, I mean, if it just angers people, it's not like there's actually any legit, I mean, I know like emotional harm and stuff of digging things back up that might actually affect people. Um, but the the fact, I mean, it. I'm actually curious to see if there is a motive behind the person who, you know, we'll, we'll definitely include this stuff. in updates in the future weeks yeah, as I'm, uh, I'm news curious comes out. Personally, to where I want to kind of create an alert about this to get some updates on it, so. Now, uh, we're about to move into our discussion piece this week, which is actually going to be pretty fun. Um, I found a little story on the internet. Yeah, I don't know much about it, actually. Is, no, you actually know almost nothing about it. Yeah, uh, I, on, I, on purpose, not just because I'm ignorant. No, I found a, a horror-related uh, medical story that I thought was intriguing, and what I ended up doing is pulling together a game from it. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to jump into the discussion, talk about this story, and then play the game with Jer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, before we do that, we're going to run our other advert for uh, the Bambox. Yes. Oh, Scott, it's you. Thank God. I've been all over space and time hoping to find you. I have terrible news about the future. You need to heed my very serious warnings very seriously. Oh, hey there. It's nice of you to stop in. Now, while I have you here, let me tell you a little bit about the BAM box. What's a BAM box? Can I eat it? In the future, all food is hoarded by the alien overlords who conquered Earth after we were weakened from the fallout from global warming. The Bam Box is a mystery monthly subscription box full of hard-to-find collectibles, limited edition items, exclusives, and autographs. I don't know this word. Autograph? Is it something that we could uh, use, possibly, to prevent the eventual takeover? Bambox promises at least one autographed item in every box. Perhaps it's something consumable, then. Again, food is at a premium in the future. You must help. Last night, my wife and I ate dirt biscuits for dinner. One out of every ten boxes includes an extra autograph. She died later that night of dirt gout. Random boxes get one-up cards with upgraded items. For instance, I received a movie replica of the ring from Lord of the Rings that was upgraded from Sterling Silver version to a 14-karat gold version. The alien overlords have ensconced themselves in the entirety of Earth's gold supply. It pains me to look at it. If you've ever been to a big comic convention... I haven't, but I've heard good things. You know there are some really expensive, hard-to-find movie replicas available, as well as celebrities selling autographs. And other hard-to-find items. Oh, like, uh, like, like food, water... Like, uh, clothes I don't have to steal off of corpses. Subscribing to Bambox saves you all the hassle of traveling to one of the big conventions and waiting in line for hours, only to overpay for the geeky good merch you want. If you go to lostatomepodcast.com and click on the Bambox link at the top of the page, you can join a very exclusive club of very happy people. Ha-ha-happy? Past boxes have included a replica from Friday the 13th of the hockey mask worn by Jason Voorhees, autographed by the first actor to play him. Also, a full-size steel replica of the Batarang, replicas of both of the license plates from the DeLorean from the Backs of the Future series, autographed copies of Gen 13, Lady Death, as well as autographed prints by famous artists of interesting characters. Well, 
That all does sound pretty cool. I guess the future's future can wait then. Well, then, if you're interested, head over to the thelostatomepodcast.com and follow the Bambox link to their incredible site. And make sure to use offer code LAH10 to get 10% off your first order. Well, maybe if all this Bambox stuff pans out, the future, it'll be A-OK. So, yeah, there's the Bambox uh, for those of you interested in checking it out. Um, October's theme, uh, no surprise, is uh, horror-related. horror related and it is watching and uh really what all they really show on the uh, little uh i don't know the the label or the 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 pick for the the theme anyway are uh we got freddie uh hell hellraiser's pinhead uh jason Voorhees, and michael myers sitting there and it's going to be pretty much uh some like creepy type stuff in the october theme so you should check that out um still got about uh let's see Eight days from when we're recording this, or probably about uh, three or four days from when you're listening to this, uh, to actually still sign up for the October subscription. So check it out. Perfect. Now, moving into our discussion this week, like I hinted at before, we're going to talk about diseases. Um, specifically, this one came with my syphilis or uh, like gonorrhea. What's the one that I have? Uh, delusional parasitosis. Both of them. What yeah, I, parasitosis. Syphilis. You have delusional parasitosis. Oh, that's what I have. Oh, that's like uh, in uh, Hellraiser, actually, right? Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> what no, is re- it? Remember Hellraiser? Like they put the there's a, a crazy guy. They need to get the blood and like soaked into the mattress to bring back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what, I remember name? that. And they bring a crazy guy back, take him out of his fucking uh, uh, straight jacket. He think he has like bugs crawling under his yep, skin and exactly. shit, and they give him a straight razor, and he just starts he just trying to slice the bugs them. Out. And essentially, because I mean, I understand for like cinematic purposes, it made sense to do that, but it probably would have just been easier to like just kill the guy, slit his wrist, and let him bleed into the mattress. But they let him actually do it and cut himself up. Maybe that was part of the ritual. So yeah, it was Hellraiser, Hellraiser two, one of those. Yeah, he was basically suffering from delusional parasitosis, and this is uh, as it sounds like delusional parasitosis. Yeah, right, uh, you think that bugs are crawling under your skin and you will do almost anything, depending on the severity of the ptosis uh, for you, uh, to get them out, including cutting them out of your skin, it's a, it's digging a, with your fingers. It's a similar uh, sensation to what, like, meth heads apparently feel, which gets them to picket their skin so much and get all those sores and stuff, is is a drug, uh, a drug-driven version of that, where they feel there's, like something crawling under their skin and they're scratching at it to try to get it out or try to like just because it itches because when something's crawling under your skin apparently it itches so this uh this is also similar to another disease called morgellons uh possibly morgellons i'm actually not entirely sure which is the proper pronunciation um this is not considered a real disease but twenty thousand people per year are afflicted by it what they tend to say is it's a more of a uh, a psychological disorder. Yeah, self-diagnosed skin condition, right? Yeah, it's where you think there are bugs under your skin and or fibers, like yeah. string. Like there's sores that apparently are on the skin that they think, yeah, have like fibers underneath them. And, and again, they try to have pull you... the fibers out. Yeah. They try to pull like, like string off of a sweater. Like they're just literally trying to unravel their sore. And it's not real. Like it's, oh, it's weird. I have head. a I have a weird recurring dream where I've got like something like that in the back of my throat that I keep trying to pull out. It's and a I, tampon, right? Yeah. And you have the string hanging out of your mouth. Well, and... yeah, because I deep throat tampons. Yeah, I mean that's more or less it's just bad late night habits. The way I look at it is like practice because it and then like because it, it starts getting larger as it absorbs like fluid, so it actually helps sort of like expand my throat to yep. uh, to practice on my friends. <laughs> 
<laughs> not to practice on that, but then to go to do go practice on my friends for for uh, the real deep throat uh, competitions that I take place in. Now, what I thought I would do to be kind of fun here was come up with a series of real diseases that okay. sound fake and fake ones that sound real. Okay, and I don't like, – this is going into – this is where my – And I uh, want to test your knowledge my on no- one yeah. or the other. My my understanding of this it stops now because this is where you have not let me in on any of this in your show notes. You have kept these secret. So you are putting me uh, under the gun, if you will. Absolutely. I'm opening up the real ones. I have the fake ones. Uh, let's start with a fake one. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> kind of want to start with a. I was hoping uh, to trick you there, and you get yeah, okay, all right. Well, no, I kind of want to start with no, a what, softball. So how does how does Something. this go? Like, do you just give me the name of it, or do you actually describe a little bit of it? Well, do you want to do this as a game where we keep score, or do you just want to do it for fun? Oh, keep score. Fuck it. Okay. Um, you well. get. I will give you the name. Okay. You get two points if you decide upon hearing the name that you know it's fake or real. Okay, just straight up. And do you or, tell me at that point if it's you, fake you or real? You just say you, you have a choice. You can choose at that point. Here, let's do this clearly. Okay. I will list a disease. Yes. You get two points if you immediately decide it's fake or real and get it right. Okay. If you're wrong, you lose two points. So it's high stakes for jumping in. Can I get less than If zero? you decide okay. to ask for a definition of the disease, then you go down to one point for getting it or not getting it. Oh, okay. It. So it's like a hint, essentially. Okay. Yeah. So you, if you get one right, you, you get two points. If you decide you are unsure of it based on the name and want some background on it, I'll give you some background, yes. but you only will get one point. One point. But you'll also but only lose one point. That seems like I could, I should lose more in that case. I don't know. I feel like I should have something to write onto here. I'll keep track on my phone as okay. we go, so you'll have like a little scorecard going. Sounds good. Um, I'll do it in the Notepad app. So let's start with a softball just to get it going. All right. Um, something kind of. Can I get easy. extra points if then I describe like extra credit if I choose not to hear your definition, but then decide to give you the definition of what that disease actually is maybe an extra point if you give me the right definition the yeah the right definition yeah sure yeah uh or at least like in the ballpark you know let's start with black trump virus black trump virus i'm gonna say that's a fake one okay two points uh would you like to know what it is just for the fun of it uh, I mean, it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but absolutely for my purposes and the listeners. The black Trump virus comes from George R. R. Martin. Uh, it is a variant of a xenovirus. Uh, it is a retrovirus that was designed to kill aces, jokers, latins, and wildcard carriers. Whatever the fuck those words mean. Yeah, I don't know what those words mean. No, this is from one of George R. R. Martin's it's, it's, uh, wild card series. It's just funny because it's so... Uh, and I don't, I'm not familiar with the wild card series. No. No, no. I, it, it's interesting because, it, like, I just assumed it w- had something to do with uh, good old racist Trump. Like, that's about it. So I just assumed, hey, black Trump virus probably has something to do with uh, the fact that Trump doesn't like black people. Absolutely. All right, so two two up, two me. And uh, I don't know how the scoring works other than I just get points. So uh, get, what, what's next? I'm Come keeping on. track of the points. Uh, what we're going to do next is... Hmm, I don't like any of these I'm coming up with. How about uh, alien hand syndrome? Alien hand syndrome. Could you give me a definition? Um, 
Alien hand syndrome is characterized by involuntary movements of a limb, usually a hand, uh, that's purposeful and functional. Your hand normally works, just it, it moves without your brain telling it to randomly. True. Absolutely. It's a real one. I was going to say real because I was wondering if that's the one it was. I actually watched uh, a special on – it was actually more of a special on people trying to get um, proper usage out of one of their limbs that does that kind of thing. Why are you they, making a jerking off motion? Well, what else do you use your hands for? <laughs> I'd be like, play video games and jerking off. What else is there? Um, so, uh, but yeah, I saw like where they actually trick sometimes the limb into behaving properly by putting like, uh, it actually it happens a lot, I guess with, uh, well, I guess I'm thinking more of like phantom limbs as well, actually, where okay. people can actually tame a phantom limb uh, by using mirrors and shit. So, all right. All right. So three points. Here's your next one. Motaba. Uh, oh, you're getting tough on me now. That's just like a, just sounds like a, I'm going to go with, it's a real African uh, disease. Two minus points. Oh, no. Uh, Mutaba is from the movie Outbreak. It is a dead, deadly, virulent, uh, virulent uh, Ebola-like virus from the jungles I've, of Zaire. I've seen Outbreak. Well, I'm just telling the viewers. <laughs> but can, I get, can I get one point for guessing African virus? <laughs> Come on. No. No? Um, next one. Uh, huh. Here, let me keep score. That was but, minus two. Mutaba also translates from Filipino to English as greasy. By the way, based on the length of the show right now, we're going to play to 10 points. Okay. Uh, the next one, uh, McGregor syndrome. That sounds false. Are you calling it false or true? Or do you want to hear a description of what it does? Uh, I'm saying it's false. Okay. Uh, it is false. It is from Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. I, I... It, is a, <laughs> it is the four-stage disease that Mr. Freeze's wife, Nora, suffered from and was placed into cryogenic stasis Okay, all right, all right. So that was, uh, you got two points. Two points for that one, all right. All right, let's go on to the next one. Um, I'm going down the list here. How about Stone Man's disease? Stone Man's disease is, uh, could I hear a definition, please? Uh, this is where uh, tissue, uh, ligaments, tendons, and muscles turn to bone. Uh, I'm going to go with false on that one. Absolutely not. This is true. Really? Oh, it that's is, a very is, cool one. It is also known as uh, fibrosplacia. Oh, okay. Well, that one, I, I'm glad you didn't use the real name because I know that one. So, right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm using layman's terms at yeah. best here just to well, make sure. Well, the thing I didn't know what it meant, obviously, because I would have told you that uh, it was true otherwise. Okay, so I'm down to one point again or something, right? Something like that. I don't know. But, uh, all right. All right, next one. Uh, I don't think we can play to 10. It's going to take forever to get there. We'll play let's 10, see, let's 10 see. questions. Well, yeah. We might go to five at this point. We're only at a you – you currently have two, four, five, three, two points. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll go to five. Okay. Uh, walking corpse syndrome. False. All, okay, also known as cotard delusion or cotard syndrome. Is a real disease uh, first described in 18, 1880 uh, where someone believes they are either dead or soulless or that parts of their body which are intact are missing, including organs and blood. Okay, all right. So I'm down to zero. Why don't we go with – up to 10 questions instead and see what my final score is after that okay so this puts us at how many questions then uh two four, four six you six? have four more okay. questions All right, so let's do that right. now what i think is really great is that the fictional and real are so hard to guess like these no, they really are, no, are absolutely especially like layman's and I'm, I'm trying to go without the definitions i feel like that's i don't know uh I, i'm trying to just base it straight up on the terms 
how about space rabies? <laughs> I, could I just say false on that one? And, yeah, and you would you would be right. Okay, thank you. I feel like you're like that's a lobbing. Uh, that's a fucking space. That's rabies. like you're at zero and we'll want to. I'll give you, you a bonus up. point if you can tell me the movie Space Rabies comes from. <sighs> uh, too long. Can't tell you. Howard the Duck. Oh fuck. Oh, I should have. I watched that recently. Like, it's the I mean, disease recently being that, like in two years ago. Yeah, it's a disease that Howard claims to have in order to intimidate would-be attackers. That's so great. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, I yeah. totally remember that. I watched it like two years ago. And so did I. Actually, it says it claims an agonizing death in fifteen seconds. Oh man. I, I also consider right. it to be the first Marvel movie since I believe uh, Stan Lee's in it, and it's oh, a Mar- and it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, this is Ron Howard, right? Uh, yes, yes, he played Howard the Duck without any makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> fun, fun fact. <laughs> All right. Our next one is uh, let's do Alice in Wonderland syndrome. Uh, can you give me a definition of that one? Because that could mean a lot of things based on Alice in Wonderland. This is a syndrome associated with people who have migraine headaches and epilepsy. And that also distorts their vision and perceptions to make them feel like parts of their body are bigger or smaller than expected. I would say true on that one. Sounds like a real one. That is true. Okay. Uh, that was first. point for that one. That first was uh, diagnosed in 1955 out of Canada. Yeah. Canada. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, folks need to know what Canada is. All right. All right. Um, let's see. We have a bunch of... Uh, let's move into the world of uh, how about we do how about we do bendy syndrome um bendy syndrome not uh, like the B- bends b e d b e n d i i syndrome oh okay uh uh definition on that one then uh a degenerative neurological illness that affects the elderly uh symptoms include gradual loss of emotional control um Becoming uh, emotionally volatile. I'm going to say false. Yes, that is true. That is uh, that from sounds s- more like dementia, like literally, and then somebody just put a different name on it for a movie. Or that is from Star Trek: The Next Generation, and that is a disease that affect that affects uh, elderly Vulcans. Okay. I was right. hoping that you would see the uh, the gradual loss of emotional control as being a hint. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that that, that could I be, also again that's sort of dementia anyway. So. Well, I also stifled um, tele. Uh, a telepathic influence also diminishes. <laughs> and, okay. So like the like, wait, yeah, save those for when I need another softball up. Yeah, All there right. there are some others. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Uh, and for the last one, we are going to do uh, boner plagia. <laughs> Can I just say? True, because I really want it to be true. Please. It is false. Uh, it I is- mean, I really think it's false, but. I really, I really want to say true because I want to make up my own definition of boner plagia. No, this is um, this is from Saturday Night Live from 2008. Uh, Jason Sudeikis was in a skit with Anne Hathaway, and it's his fake explanation for why he constantly got erections around <laughs> other women than her. <laughs> here's the thing: is I would like you to actually no just call offense, that, Anne Hathaway, I've, but she's not exactly boner material either. The the the, the uh, I would like you to just. Uh, call that a zero if you could because i knew that was false but i wanted to say true because i really wanted to just hear that uh, no jason sudeikis was uh playing a guy who was attracted to anne hathaway but kept claiming to be gay 
And every time he had a boner uh, near her, he kept blaming it on bonerplasia. Bonerplasia, okay. Yeah. So that uh, that that, fi- that finishes out our ten uh, yeah. real slash fake diseases. What was my uh, what was my final score? Do you have it? Uh, I don't we'll think I scored last one you a zero. For, so I don't think I scored you for the last two. So the last one was a zero. Yeah, well, I'm just gonna call it a zero because I don't think I should lose points for jokingly answering yes, just because I wanted three, to read the definition. Three, five, seven. You got nine. Points for getting things right, but then you lost uh, like five for getting some wrong. So I got four. All so right. you, you ended up with a total of four points. All right, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm fine um, with that. Yeah, this, uh, this actually might be a fun thing to bring back later on uh, for different games. I, I like a little we, guessing games, and also I feel like I owe you one, because I feel like you've done a couple on me and not so many I've done on you. So I need to maybe come to the table with this in mind next time I'm looking at yeah, stories. Yeah, just make sure you bring it real. Like I want to make sure when you ask me if Cosmic Rust is real... That I have my Transformers references in the, my back pocket. Oh, okay. Because that comes from Transformers. Well, I won't. Cosmic actually, Rust. I won't actually use that one then. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that right. actually, uh, I think that basically finishes out the show. Yeah, although I right. just, although I just saw Electric Flu, oh, yeah. which is you, from actually, Pokemon. You wanna, you wanna my just, like, God, you just want to read off a couple of like the funny. No, 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 yeah, nope, no. Nope. That was it. Electric Flu. How about Genie Flu from the? Uh, so you the, do want to read off a couple of the funnier ones from, from the hit show Genie in the House. We all remember Genie in the House. Is that one of the Wayans in it? I don't know, but I'm clicking on it because it's a, it was a show. Genie, just... in, Genie in the House is a British sitcom uh, broadcast on Nickelodeon UK about a widowed father, Philip, with two teenage daughters, Emma and Sophia, who find a dusty old golden lamp while exploring the loft of their new home. Yeah. A quick rub of the lamp releases Adley, a trainee genie from Balamacaderer, Sorry, that word is really ridiculously Perfect. long and Middle Eastern-y fake. Who had been confined to the lamp for a life of 1,000 years. Philip has was banned any use... What did he... So he finds a genie but bans her from using magic. So it's a show about a genie with zero special effects. It's just a very oh, so bored Middle Eastern a... slave girl living with him and his two so, teenage daughters. Okay, so somebody dresses a genie. Yeah. That isn't yeah. so. It's like I, Emma, Sophia. Light. I know you're both bi. I know it's cool now, but you don't yeah. touch my Middle Eastern 1,012 year old <laughs> slave girl. She's my genie. <laughs> yeah, but my, she can't do magic. Why do you call her genie? Because it dehumanizes her. <laughs> yeah, isn't that right, genie? Lick my boots. That's not magic at all. It will be if you do it. I don't know. I just I think it's funny that it's a show about a genie where she's not allowed to use powers. Yeah. Like so literally, it's, a, it's it like we have no the, budget. Like the 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 premise was exhausted on the first episode because then after that it made no difference. It was just like uh, Mr. Belvedere. Uh, I believe the whole yeah. show is an allegory for the uh, the uh, the settlement of the refugees from Syria coming into the UK. Oh, allegories. Oh, you always get me with your allegories. Now, um, speaking of allegories, I, I don't know why that's a segue, but we have Sam Chase on the show. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Chase is the organizer and uh, owner, if you want to put it that way, of ChaseCon uh, Saratoga Springs, New York. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I guess he's now ChaseCon presents uh, Saratoga Comic Con because now it is kind of become officially designated as it was always really the official Saratoga comic convention but now it really is the convention of Saratoga so yep and uh, if you want to hear more about this great show that we both will be appearing at on yep. the Saturday of the two days yep. of October the 22nd and it also is happening October 23rd as well yeah, uh, we will be there. We will be talking with our fans. If anyone wants to come up and just talk about how to podcast or uh, what it's like to get our amazing guests, like our upcoming one, which I feel like 
can we just name drop now and you hope should, he doesn't you back just, out? Yeah, you should just name drop. All now. right, because we, we've we've had we've had like a back out once or twice, but it's generally not the norm. So I would say. We, yeah, Jim Gaffigan, go fuck yourself <laughs> on your fucking ABC family show that fucking sucks. I tried watching one. Guess what? Fucking sucks, Jim Gaffigan. It's not like TV Land or something? Yeah, it's not like he's listening, but he jerked us off for like fucking six months and left us dry. Yeah. Um, but who, well, that's what okay. you should do when you jerk people off. You know what we love? We love Ash versus the Evil Dead. We and do. we talked to Sam, uh, Sam Raimi. My yeah. God, that'd be amazing. Yeah. We talked to Ray Santiago about it, and he was one of our... Best guest recently next to uh, Mark Steger from Stranger Things. Right, yeah. So that was like, those were like back-to-back ones. But uh, we got Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi's brother, uh, yeah. who is going to be starring in this season of Ash vs. Evil Dead. That's He's right. going to play uh, uh, Bruce Campbell's And he was uh, also in Ash. the original Evil Dead as well. Oh, yeah. He's, He's been, been in all He's the Evil Dead. He's been pretty much working with Sam, his brother Sam forever. He's and, and, all and the Spider-Mans. Best friends with Bruce and Sam. Drag me to so, hell. Yep. Uh, but yeah, this season of Ash vs. Evil Dead, he's going to play Bruce Campbell's high school friend who stayed in town. He's like the friend who didn't go to the cabin. Yeah. Which is kind of awesome. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, And especially since, uh, you know, people who have not seen the you know first episode, I'm not going to give too many spoilers, especially since Ray Santiago kind of dropped the ashy slashy thing anyway. But a lot of, yeah, the, the new season has to do with him in uh, being Bruce Campbell's character uh, Ash is in his hometown so it's interesting to see this dynamic of somebody who just didn't go like probably was supposed to go but is probably pretty glad that he didn't go because Ash did actually slash all his friends up granted they were all demons but he did ultimately murder all his friends at the cabin yeah so look forward to uh, Ted Raimi coming up possibly next week or the week after we're working on the scheduling right now should be in Halloween month that's for sure and uh, we're gonna go out right now with our interview with Samuel Chase on ChaseCon we're here with Sam Chase organizer of ChaseCon the best and as far as we're concerned the only upstate New York Comic Con this fall now Sam welcome to the show Thank you very much. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, a couple of years ago we had you on, I believe, to uh, kind of pimp out the uh, the first con that we were at, and uh, we had a great time there and everything. Um, you've been doing it again a couple times a year since, actually, and we just want to know if you want to kind of ramble into, uh, you know, you've got a long list of uh, guest artists, et cetera, uh, including, of course, uh, us as a Lost at Home podcast there, but you got a bunch of way cooler people out there that are going to be arriving. If you want to give us a little background of the con and who's showing up uh, for our listeners, that'd be great. Sure. Well, um, this is pretty much, our, you know, it's our second year, but it's also our fourth show because we do the spring and the fall show. So we're really happy to be going into the fourth show, and we have a lot of great guest stars. And now that we're, you know, we built up a good audience, and that audience is ever growing. I mean, right before the con, we've had an extra 500 uh, likes in the past three weeks, so which was pretty huge. That's good. Uh, it means words getting out. Yeah, it really is. And since you know, uh, Chase Con has not switched its name, but it's like Chase Con presents Saratoga Comic Con. Since now we're like Saratoga Con, uh, you know, it's all like the same thing pretty much. Uh, it's just Chase Con, the old show presenting Saratoga Comic Con, and which, which some people they they were just wondering about. So I figured I'd clear that up that it is the same show. Uh, so with that being said, um, yeah, we have like a huge uh, guest star list for artists, especially, but also obviously for the film actors and uh, anime voiceovers, all that stuff. So, 
Yeah, I was very impressed when I saw that Jim Lawson was going to be on the uh, the artist list. I grew up uh, collecting Ninja Turtle comics, the old Eastman and Laird ones, the black and whites. Right. And uh, Jim Lawson was one of my favorite artists of that time. Right, and what a lot of people don't know is everybody's, you know, I mean, that comic, what it says is created by, you know, um, the two guys. And what people don't know is it was five people that created the comic, though. Yep. And Jim Lawson and Steve Levine being two of them, and uh, Steve Levine's a, a friend of mine, so he lives up in Wells, Maine, and I usually go on up there and visit the shop and everything that he has up there. So Steve introduced me to Jim, and they were actually both supposed to be here. But they couldn't make it, so uh, now it's just going to be Jim. And uh, don't worry, we will have both of them at my show at some point. So I do I'd probably hit a later show um, next year. So, but yeah, so we got Jim. Uh, we got uh, Rusty Gilligan is coming back, who's worked on. I mean, pretty much just name it, and Rusty's done it. So, I mean, we're talking like he was involved with heavy metal back in. Uh, I believe it was the 80s, um, the film work. Uh, he was involved with uh, Captain America, The Avengers, The Walking Dead, Spider-Man 2 and 3, just Marvel and DC. Uh, you know, I mean, just incredible. He's done a lot of licensing cards. I mean, everything's licensed that he does. So, And he's. Uh, I'm just really happy to have Rusty back. And Rusty's a good friend of mine, too. So that's always amazing. Also, he did Night of the Living Dead as well. So... Uh, involved in all those projects and still is you know he does a ton of stuff like that so and i got rusty gilligan to come back and i mean gee it's just kind of figuring out where to start with the guest star list so it's like you know we have like jg hertzler from uh star trek deep space nine which is a pretty big deal uh we have uh scott shiopel from clerks he was a chili's gum guy which is also a great addition to the show yeah he's he's a great guy uh, we actually talked to him um at a con once uh, he was he was actually one of my favorite people to talk to he was really surprising in terms of the you know just energy that he brought so it's really exciting to see him and, and be able to shake hands with him and chat with him again he's really really friendly for folks that want to you know go up and chat him up yeah i'm hoping that, you know i mean i think we we stirred up a good audience with bringing him on you know i mean the con has so much great variety to it so we also have uh, this is Sunday only, just this one person, um, Allison Rosenfeld from Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, um, Psychic School Wars. She's in just so much stuff, so I'm really happy to have her there. She can only make it for Sunday though, but she will be there to represent Pokemon Go, and we're also gonna have Pokemon Go meetup uh, all day at the at the Drama Free Yogi Zone Lounge, which is located in the main hall. That's awesome. Uh, have you uh, have you thought about doing like possibly a uh, downtown Saratoga Spring like Pokemon Stop and Gym Map or like Spawn Map to, to hand out to like you know uh, convention goers? Um, I mean they can go and do that, but I mean our main goal is to keep everybody in the. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, that is true. Especially, like, right. I, I, I asked because I'm a Pokemon Go player, and yeah. at the same time, I was like, ah, you know, it'd be kind of fun to like explore Saratoga while there, but that would take people away from the con. Yeah, true, true. You'd have to be a reason to get them back to collect something or something like that. Yeah, with well, you know, I mean, uh, the Saratoga Springs streets are so safe. One thing you could do is right after the after party, if you're not 
um, wasted. Uh, you which I can <laughs> Good we'll luck. We'll talk a little bit later because we have some amazing uh, news for our, our after party. But you can just walk down the streets and stumble around and find the Pokemon jumping around. Now, here's the cool thing. We got three Pokemon right in the city center and a Pokestop. Oh, so, perfect. Right, so you don't, you don't even need to leave the building. I mean, oh, hell, hell yeah. No. You know, you can just get those three at least and track them down. I mean, you can find other ones outside, but for but right why now... why would you want to? Yeah. You just sit there and keep catching the same ones. So. <laughs> and over. But, um, yeah, so for our Walking Dead cast, uh, you know, it's harder to get the bigger names with, you know, the $45,000 guarantee. <laughs> so uh, we found some great people who are in The Walking Dead that people will know, like Dahlia Legault, who's been with Abraham for season uh, five and six. She's also going to be in season seven. So, I mean, for some of the last three um, three seasons, it's pretty big in that show. Yeah, so, and she's very recognizable, too. Like, as soon as I saw the picture, I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to be there? Yeah. Uh, and she and she, everybody remembers her because she's the one that punched the guy in the face. She's the one that was in the tractor when they were shooting the zombies and she fell out and Abraham picked her up kind of thing. So. She, yeah, she lived for more than four episodes. So that's yeah. like, that, that alone is like uh, pretty much puts you along the lines of the, the elite cast in, in Walking Dead nowadays. So Exactly, yeah. And we also have the walkers are important because walkers are really fun. So we have like Jer- Jeremy Ambler. Uh, from season two, he's a walker, but also his face has been on like all the Walking Dead cards and everything. Like they chose his face to be on a lot of the action figures on the back and, and all that. So I saw he has a lot of credits too, doing uh, slightly similar roles here and there. Correct. Yeah, small parts, but you know, it's all. I mean, where else are you going to meet these guys? You know, well, like, he, I mean, he's reminiscent of me to uh, Mark Steger, who we interviewed recently. He played the Demogorgon on uh, Stranger Things. He also is a uh, the kind of actor who only picks those kind of roles and does creatures and different kinds right. of movies and TV shows and such and music videos. I like the Demogorgon. Demogorgon's probably my favorite new like monster from movies. I know that is really amazing. I love that show. But um, back to uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we have. <laughs> Christopher uh, White, which is hard. I'm trying to pronounce that correctly. He was a walker in season four, which is really great because, you know, you have those three characters plus Rusty Gilligan, who was also, again, Rusty Gilligan, who has done, um, you know, the background stuff, uh, storyboards and stuff for season one of The Walking Dead. So now we have all these elements of people that created The Walking Dead, and it's hard to find that kind of stuff. You know, all the... Uh, people that created it, because it's great to have the main cast, but, you know, they're always usually going to be there, or they're killed off, or whatever, but these guys are the guys that are behind the scenes and get to tell you everything. So, we do have a Walking Dead panel, which I think is very important. Uh, that'll be Saturday only. So, uh, also we have, for wrestling fans, we have Gene Snitsky from the WWE, ECW, and TNA, and he's been in all the companies, and we're really happy to have him. People might remember him by saying it's not my fault and pushing Kane on Lita and killing the baby and then randomly picking up baby dolls and, like, booting them into the audience. So that's his <laughs> role. It's a family man. Good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that. So. But, yeah, we also have uh, David Madison, who's an independent uh, – well, he's an independent director. Actually, now he's now he's going mainstream with a lot of stuff like Mr. Hush and all that. So he's also worked with Brian uh, o- 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 O'Halloran. All right, screw that name up. Yep, that's good. 
you know, Scott, Scott Schiaffo, Gene Snitsky. So he's worked with these guys. So we got like all three of these guys together and which is really cool. So we have um, things for different kinds of tastes like Tico Flores Kyle. He always comes back with us as a stump man. We have a great cosplay guest star list like uh, Coach Moses will be back. We have new cosplay, two new cosplayers, Misa. Uh, which is really great. She's coming on up. We yeah, have she, she's a name. Like I actually I've uh, seen Misa Lynn's work on uh, Instagram before. It's really good. Yeah, she's phenomenal, and just to have her come on up to the show is really great. And then we have uh, my uh, excuse me, Myra Theon cosplay. She's uh, usually out at Nor Northeast Comic Con things like that. So she is. I'm. I love that we're getting these people that have the best part about my show is I love. I love bringing in these people that you can't get unless they're three four hours away or five or six and we're getting them to come to the show they're starting to hear of it and be intrigued to come and we're really really happy to have these people at our show so and we have some local cosplayers like uh, the true mr j who's really great and uh we have jenner she'll be back judging the cosplay contest so yeah, it wouldn't be uh, Chase Con without the true Mr. J. Every time we've gone, we see him there, and his Joker cosplay is amazing. Mm -hmm. He was in from Comic-Con, too. Yeah, yes, I actually, was, yeah. we saw him at one point. I think I said hi to him briefly, but yeah, yeah. The, he, he's always a pleasure to have around. Mm -hmm. Right, and then we have, uh, just to quickly sum it up with the stars here, is uh, Richard Ferguson, who is uh, very picky about his shows, and we're very blessed to have him. He does a lot, of, like all the Magic the Gathering art and stuff. He's like one of he's one of their main guys, and he agreed to do my show. He's like, yeah, I've heard about it for a couple of years. I think I like the show, so I'm like, great. So now we have Richard Ferguson there, and we're really happy with that. We also have uh, Alex Simmons from uh, Scooby Doo. I mean, all the um, oh Henry Barr's comics, which is big. Uh, DC Comics. Or, uh, he does a lot of the Archie stuff. Archie, Scooby-Doo, Blackjack, which is really big to have him here. So we're really blessed to have uh, Alex Alex Simmons. Absolutely. Mike Lilly bringing in Batman and Perilla uh, from the DC Universe. Uh, now this one's kind of hard for me. It's Dennis Chrysostomo. Uh, um, he is from the Philippines, and it just so happens that my show lines up with his, uh, with his schedule of him being in America, and he asked to come to the show. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely really happy to have De uh, Dennis here. Yeah, I'm actually familiar with his work. I read the uh, the Ash Army of Darkness versus uh, Vampirella book, and that was really good. The art was really tight. Um, I was looking to see what else he had done. I guess I'm not familiar with the rest, but that book was really good. Yeah, X-Men Extreme he's done. Yeah, that. that was the other one. That I, I remember reading part of it, but not all of it. Well, he's, uh, you know, it's very rare to have him in appearance, so we're happy to have him in, at the show. Yeah, he's a really good artist. Yeah, we have uh, Mike Mike Wright. Uh, he's done lots. You know, he's done writing a lot. You know, G.I. Joe, Godzilla, X-Files. Dark Shadows, Batman, Superman, Mac Zombie, Hulk, Spider-Man. He's done all that stuff. He'll be back again with us for this uh, show. Um, and a few other guys, Sal Otera's worked on some, you know, like one uh, Ninja Turtle comic, and then uh, Chris Campana and Jay Moore's both independent artists we're happy to have. And 
uh, tattooing. We're going to be having uh, Matthew Skipcharin, Drew, and Logan Puck Winters back for the tattooing at the convention, which is also part of the arts. That's really so, unique. I gotta say, I've never been to a con before where that was a uh, an option, and I found it unique and great because tattooing is art alongside all these comic books and cosplayers and yeah, everybody it's, else's and it's, crafts. And it's like art, you know. When I think about pen and ink that you make, and you're like, oh, I can't make a mistake. This is like permanently scarring somebody's body essentially with ink, and like these people have to be so precise and so amazing. And I'm always just absolutely blown away more than a lot of other artists because they have the artistic ability to draw this stuff in shade on skin and they can't me make a mistake or they have to be really good at covering it up if they do. Right. Yeah, that is a big risk, but luckily we got these guys. Yeah, uh, they look pretty yeah, awesome. I looked they're, over their work and they are really talented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very happy to have them. They'll be in the corner over by the concession stand so I eat and go get freaking tattoos. <laughs> nice. Right. Now, uh, wrapping up this uh, quick talk, is there anything you'd like to tell the people of, uh, I guess the Northeast would be the best way to say this since our show is listened to around the world. If you're in the Northeastern part of the United States and you want to see a great con at the end of October, uh, Chase Sell. All right, guys, so if you want to come to see one of the biggest shows in upstate New York on the east side here, uh, Saratoga Comic-Con. Uh, it's going to be October 22nd and 23rd. Saturday's hours are 10 to 6 with an after party at Gaffney's and 16 Caroline Street. We're going to have our own Saratoga Comic-Con drink, discounted menu, live DJing, karaoke, it's going to be really great, a fun, family-friendly environment as well. It's a very nice, beautiful restaurant. We're very proud to have the after party there. Sunday, we're going to be open from 10 to 5 and then closing the doors. So we're really you know, excited uh, to present this show to you again in the fall time. Uh, if you want to buy tickets, you just go to SaratogaComicCon.com or ChaseCon.org. And you can buy tickets there as well as Facebook. We also have the button where you can click on the link and it will bring you to the tickets. You want to get in the after party for free, buy your tickets online. All right. Great. That Excellent. Yeah, yeah. And we're really looking forward to it. Uh, you know, we've. We were uh, uh, guests a couple of times now and uh, looking forward to being back and seeing all the cool things around and all those guest stars you mentioned. You said it's quite a long list, uh, quite an exhaustive list. So really appreciate you taking the time out to chat with us and everybody uh, get off the couch on October 22nd and 23rd. Head over to Saratoga and check out Saratoga Comic Con. Mm -hmm.